Hey, welcome back to Drinking During Business Hours, episode four. Wow, is it flying by. And I'm just going to cut to the chase. We have John Cryer on the show today. John Cryer is our guest. I don't know. I asked, and he said yes. <laughs> John, you know John. He's an actor, writer, and producer. Most people know John from Alan Harper. Yeah, they as Alan Harper on Two and a Half Men. But I and anyone who grew up in the 80s and 90s, we always know John as Ducky from Pretty in Pink. And he was just so amazingly warm and approachable and non-pretentious. And he likes wine. We, uh, we don't make it a requirement to drink on this show. I showed him the lineup of wines, and his reply was, uh, yeah, let's try them all. I was really pretty <laughs> pretty surprised, and uh, he didn't drink them all. He just wanted a taste of each. So this episode, our, our show is sponsored by Massanoy Imports, and they have a beautiful array of wines independently uh, grown from independent producers from, from all over the world, and uh, we had a really beautiful lineup from a little bit of everywhere. We started with a Stringtown Pinot Noir from Willamette, and then from there we crescendoed into a gorgeous um, uh, uh, Primotivo Syrah blend from Via Chinosa. Via Chinosa, the producer, they're out of Puglia, Italy. We really enjoyed that a lot. And then we had a Super Tuscan called Bere from Tuscany. And then we ended with a Malbec from Mendoza, Argentina. We had a really good time. And uh, I just loved hearing stories of John's journey, not just his success, but, you know, lulls. And it was really kind of interesting uh, and inspiring for any artist. And I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Here's our episode with John. Hi, John Cryer. Hi, Sarah. How are you? <laughs> Good. It's so nice of you to stop by. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. And we have a few wines because oh, uh, you, you, you <laughs> alluded that you did not object to wine. I wasn't sure, but you I will not you knew, strenuously object you, you, to yeah, wine. Okay, so it's not going to be a, a strenuous objection, but I have uh, selected a few. Um, I know that you like red wine. And You'd so, right. yeah, we could start with a taste. So I kind of have it light-bodied, and then we crescendo to, to bigger-bodied. Yes, so let's we have start a, with a little, a little light. Yes, okay, a little light. So we'll, a little, and then we'll crescendo. I yes. That's my, that's my word for it. It is a, a Vivaldi <laughs> concerto. Yes, exactly. And then start. we'll get into Rachmaninoff at the end. And then exactly. Because we do, we have a, uh, a Melbeck at the end from Argentina that's oh, rather young. So Yes, I don't know if I can <laughs> that's handle That's going to be uh, no, Beethoven's fist. Could get sloppy and and look, uh, I already poured more for myself. That's just you know. That's probably uh, that's wise. No, that's good. That's so, good. I, um, if I have to handle you for the for the interview, just, I you have know. no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, but, are we supposed to look at well, it? And be all cool you know, about it? Yeah, no. you know, okay. I, I I'm only doing this to be cool to impress you. Thank but you. But yes, we. Uh, I'm impressed. Normally, I had to. You know, mm -hmm. it took me a really long time to learn how to properly swirl my wine. Okay, I teach me. <laughs> Seriously, teach me. I thought okay, you just this go, is how you do waggle, it. Waggle, waggle, waggle. Okay, you no, you start you, you start on the table. You want the stem to be on the table. Okay. And then you just you want to put like either like two fingers, your thumb or your first finger, or or these two, whatever looks okay. cooler for you. And you just want to go 
um, in counterclockwise circles. Oh, counterclockwise? Yes. Oh, no. Now, have I already ruined the wine I by mean, doing for, it for clockwise? Me, for, for me, uh, yes. For whatever. <laughs> it's ruined. Well, like, well, thank you, it. Sarah. That was great. We had a great time. Um, get me the car. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't done. know if it's counterclockwise. I've always done it counterclockwise. Okay. I never thought about it. But if it's more comfortable. But yes. yeah, just little Perhaps circles. Perhaps in Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then we go clockwise. <laughs> well, I'll have to send them a note in Aussie wine. Yeah maker and ask but so it's just like the circles and okay. then you you do it and you get you know pretty good at it and you feel you know pretty cool about it mm -hmm. and then you do it in the air like this ah, see okay. look at that you got oh, it oh my god it gosh. took me months and look it's at you beautiful. you do it in seconds and then you get the nose and then you get the nose you look at the color, you look at the mm, nose. And, it, oh. that's, that's lovely, is actually. It? Okay, that is well, very nice. I really like this particular region, Willamette in okay. Oregon for, for Pinot. They mm -hmm. have a, um, just the right uh, climate and soil and altitude, and they kind of compare these Pinots to Burgundy. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, Burgundians would die Which if they heard. <laughs> oh. Exactly. Yes, but, but Sante, anyway, yes. thanks for being here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I have not. Uh, the, the wine culture is fairly new to me. I okay, had, um, because I was a a a uh, drink to get drunker. I okay. was a a person who just uh, drank uh, because I wanted alcohol inside my body as sure. opposed to in this bottle over here. That's I think what a lot of people do yes. starting out. Sure, so especially young people. So the experience of it was not important to me. Right. Um, and uh, and I met my wife who uh, first of all is a foodie. Oh, uh, which, okay. You That's... know, was a big life change also because again uh, I wanted the food out of the container. And into my belly. <laughs> you want to get full. <laughs> is, exactly. The objective the, is to appease your hunger pains. In the most efficient way possible. Right. Uh, uh, so I really did not, uh, you know, I, 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 I would not go to like super fancy restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, okay. That's interesting to me though, because you're a New Yorker. You'd think. Yeah. I know, but they're available. The best restaurants in the world, really. amazing, you know, uh, uh, cross-section of cultures. Yeah, and it's kind so of the epicenter ways. of chefs and such. The, the, given that there were millions of ways to eat well in New York City, <laughs> I managed to, to thread the needle <laughs> and eat crappy. <laughs> for most of my life. Um, as, but when I met my wife, uh, uh, she sort of introduced me into great food and, and uh, she was a, a, an enophile. That's, am I pronouncing okay, it yes, correctly? Yes, that's um, what we are. <laughs> and uh, she said, oh, you got to go up to Napa. And, oh. uh, and that just changed everything, you know. And yes. it, mostly the wine pairings was what knocked me out. When I, when yeah. I realized uh, a, a lovely red with a steak was one of the most uh, uh, ecstatic food experiences you could have that changed it everything is. for it's, me. It can be euphoric, the yes. right, you know, but that's just the wine geek coming out in me. But you're but allowed. I, yeah, you're allowed yeah. to be I mean, a wine it, geek it really, momentarily. And, and, okay, have you ever had a moment where you sort of had wished ignorance was bliss? Did you, because there is a, you know, when you, when you're, when you're, you have an, uh, uh, an experience with a great wine or a great champagne, Burgundy, Bordeaux, mm -hmm. you know, these are not cheap wines, and, you know? And then you go, and oh, not, I've been drinking a lot of swill. Right. And, and they're not easily attainable. Like a lot of yes. these wines are allocated and they're only available in Hong Kong, mm -hmm. you know? So that's kind of annoying. But do, do you ever wish that, oh man, I, I just wish, wish I didn't that, know that like, I could just drink some yeah. two buck chuck and be happy with it. Yeah. Um, yes, I do. I, 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 I no longer have a tolerance for, for cheap wine. I, I have nor do I. Friends who swear, no, 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 it's all a scam. 
you know, uh, uh, you can get a super cheap wine and it's just as good. And everybody's pretending with that those super expensive wines are actually are, good. There are and those people. They are wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> I'm it's, sad it's, about they it. Haven't, yeah, I, as am I, because they just haven't had the experience, no. you know. And that, you know. And, uh, those we all we we have pity for those people so yes but <laughs> that, that makes it okay um, as long as we have pity for uh, them. yes exactly that <laughs> makes it that, that makes it all better um, but okay so I also I'm from Flint Michigan and I did not grow up eating well I you know because they, it, we just didn't have access to mm -hmm. fine dining um, our Friday night was Applebee's or yeah. Chili's or Bennigan's or you know so <laughs> I but I actually miss those foods sometimes I'm sure like oh, if no. I do you ever have There's moments Stuff like what I, was your crap food? My crap food <laughs> that, that you... I miss sometimes. I love Big Macs. I love yeah. Big Macs, which is you know the apotheosis of crap. You know, I actually. It turns out that on the internet, on YouTube, the uh, the uh, head chef of Canadian McDonald's has shown you how to make the secret sauce. So it's no longer a wow. secret. Uh, uh, I'm sorry if I'm blowing this for Ever millions of you, but it is no longer this, a secret. There's not a secret sauce. Yes, so you can. What are we going to call it now? Sauce. So at any rate, uh, oh no, it's wow. special sauce. It's still special. <laughs> it's special. It's we just—it's not secret. Yeah. Okay, so that's um, what we'll call it. So at any rate, it—it is—it is, uh, is available, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you've tried it. My no, my <laughs> wife has vowed to make me like a super high-end Big Mac one of these days with like amazing beef and like all She has not yet done it. Uh, but, Your wife uh, but sounds fascinating. My wife is awesome. She sounds my like my kind of gal. How is she a foodie? Like, what does she do? You know, it's interesting. She grew up in uh, in Florida. Um, oh. Uh, and not, you know, her her mom made pancakes for supper. You know, she she did. She, That's kind of yummy too. Um, well, she got into she got into baking hardcore when she was very young because she got a job as a baker. Oh, uh, and cool. she started learning how, you know, learning to do that well, and then she started working at a restaurant, and uh, it just uh, kind of, and it just kind of built up right. slowly that, that it's inevitable i mean yeah. i think when you're in the restaurant industry you just it's in front of you mm -hmm. and it's presented to you and wine reps are coming in every day with yeah. great bottles of wine in the bag and mm -hmm. uh you know wine trainings and and the food and the you know learning and the sh uh, yeah it's it's really quite a business it's fun i'm sure it's stimulating sure. pun intended but no thanks for being you know into wine that's always fun not all of our guests are and um you know as i was so you're you're a new yorker we i'm a new yorker yeah born and bred we, uh, i was born at st vincent's hospital uh, on 14th street which no longer exists which i think i, I take personally uh, <laughs> i think they what decided happened? you know what we have we to erase we, all trace we have our claim we to fame demolish it and salt the earth <laughs> there's not a statue of you <laughs> no there's not there's not uh but no wow. i grew up in new york city my parents are performers um yes showbiz family so they had mm -hmm. uh, you know they there was no way nowhere else they were going to really pursue their business and uh, and I loved it. I, you know, I loved growing up in New York City. It was it, it was you know it, it was a bad time for New York City. It was the seventies, sixties, okay. and seventies. So different, just rife from with crime. What and, it is today, and, vastly different. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't boys in the hood. You know, I wasn't afraid for my life with some regularity. Um, but yeah. you know, there was a fair amount of crime, and mm -hmm. and you know, you were it, it, the the sort of cliche of the tough New Yorker. Yeah. Grew from that 
period of time. Uh, yet I was into musical theater. Yeah, uh, you, so. you know, and it, it's funny because I was just in New York and I grew up in Michigan um, where I had acres of land to play and tree houses and we were driving by the age of 12, you know? And I, so we didn't have culture, we didn't have as much to do, but I was looking at the kids in the playground and I thought to myself, do they understand the enormity of, of what, what they have access to, mm-hmm. you know, with the culture and, you know, being uh, um, and, and playing with various ethnicities and, mm-hmm. you know, and it, that, did that yeah, I, I did feel lucky. I, I, that, I recall so feeling nice lucky at the that time. You knew. Um, yeah. That uh, mostly because I knew pretty young that I wanted to be in show business. So being close to it did feel great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the New York theater world is pretty magical. It's um, so magical. Because it's, 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 so magical. It's, it's full of ridiculous people and ridiculous characters. Mm-hmm. And, you in know, the all best the, way. Uh, yeah. And, and all the, all the things that are cliches about it are, are sort of true in a way, you know, yeah. and I was just uh, recently thinking back to, I remember I worked as an usher Oh, cool. At the very beginning at a theater called Equity Library Theater, which was on the Upper West Side of New York. It was a 300 yeah. seat place um, okay it's a that's kind of an unusual uh setup it was a, a repertory theater in new york and there's actually cool. only like two uh, um, really which you'd, you'd think that there would be a lot more yeah. in new york right. of straight up repertory theaters that mm-hmm. just do uh, uh classic works but this was a place that that the union had started that equity actors okay. equity had started to you know as a showcase as a, a union showcase uh, so they would have a new show every month and it was literally a block from my house. Aww. So, and a friend of mine started working there as an usher, and they paid you three dollars a show. Um, and uh, uh, I started working there, and it was amazing because I could see a million shows. Wow, and yeah. Uh, and I got uh, also it was great because uh, it, you worked your way up to working the concession stand, okay. which meant free Snickers. Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which the... is what it was all about. Um, <laughs> the Kit Kat. <laughs> and, yeah, and uh, I, you know. Uh, uh, I remember an elderly lady coming up because they, you know, coming up to the thing, and we sold all kinds of candies. And she said, uh, do, "Do you have something to suck on?" And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, let's, oh, let's reel this in." And, pudding uh, pops. Yeah, uh, but, 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 but I just remembered the other day uh, uh, somebody was doing a, uh, an online memorial to Eartha Kitt. And I oh. and uh, and I remembered. Amazing. We had a, a, an amazing sort of experience there. They they did a, a new production of a show called New Faces of 1952. I believe I believe it was 1952, and uh, that was a famous showcase um, that a lot of famous. Uh, actors came out of oh, okay. um, way back when, but but it was but also at the time, a great they were show. No they, names at the time. Yes, exactly. I, that's it was, very cool. It was, uh, uh, and one of them was Eartha Kitt. Wow. And, and they did a revival of it because it also happened to be a great show, um, uh, almost by accident. Um, and uh, it so it got extended at the theater. Usually they only ran a month, but this one got extended for another two or three weeks. And, uh, and Eartha Kitt came back to do the show that had launched her career. Oh, uh, that's um, cool. But what was really cool was she uh, uh, she used to hang out in the green room. She didn't hang out in her like dressing room. She hung out where all With the everyone. ushers hung out. Uh, uh, and we were teenagers, you know, and total goofballs. And she was absolutely one of us. She she just uh, uh, um, you know was was hanging out and fooling around and and you know complaining about the coffee and I guess hence uh, <laughs> hence Eartha right? exactly exactly. Um, but just That's but cool. in retrospect, it was like oh, you know she's a legend. An yeah. Absolute legend. Yeah, and did and not change. Did not did let not the change, business change her. Did not at all. And I uh, love hearing stories. 
yeah, like this. And, and, and I think she also just wanted to be amongst young people, amongst kids. Oh, you know? okay. Um, uh, and I just thought that was, that was so cool. But again, New York sort of, you, you just would bump into stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it uh, wasn't uh, uncharacteristic at all to, you know, and no one's really starstruck, like dining out. I was. You know, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> I was every I, well, now and you know, then. Well, you know, I kind of am too, but I try yeah. not to go. I'm usually the only one gawking. <laughs> and oh, I had to like stop myself. My. And I feel like I'm the least God. cool person in the room. Like I'm the only one aware of whomever is in the room. But I thought that was just me. So thanks for saying no, that. No, no, no. Uh, yes. I, no, and, and part of that is it, that's really fun because I, I think it's fun to be a little bit starstruck because, you know, uh, uh, I... As a performer, I, I I really I'm very hard on myself, and I'm always trying sure. to figure out how to do it better. And when I just, see people who just who do it incredibly well, yeah, I, I feel like they do deserve an enormous amount of my respect. I don't know yeah. if they deserve everybody's respect, but they certainly deserve mine. Yeah, <laughs> um, and well, I, I I so well, I, that's a great I'm point. A I, I mean, you're hard on yourself, and and that's probably why you're so good. Is there you know, and so is there anyone in particular that because they make it look effortless. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a really big believer, and we talk about this on the show, um, talent versus hard work, mm -hmm. and um, and you know is uh, and passion, passion, talent, hard work, mm -hmm. and and what really is the driving force. And um, so, knowing that you work really hard, do you think that the people? which you're speaking, like when you're starstruck, do you think that they have worked really hard? Or uh, do yes, you, okay. I, I think most people by and large okay. have. There's people born with the voice of an angel and you're like, okay, See, F yes, you. yes, Seriously. There, there are the, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh yes, the, the uh, range, when they, you know Adele, I mean, come uh, on, yes. yeah. yeah. Christina Aguilera with yeah. that huge vibrato and uh, yeah, it's, exactly. It's ridiculous. Right, uh, and, and that's talent. Uh, yeah, that's talent. And then they build um, upon that talent. I mean, they yes. work really hard. Aguilera works her ass she off. She does work you know? her ass um, off. And, and a lot of singers are, are you know, it's like yeah. I, I worked with Patti LuPone <clears throat> on something and uh, uh, we were doing a production of Company um, and it was very funny because it was uh, a, a perform. it was, it was supposed to, I had been told <laughs> that it was, that it was just a one-off performance. We were all going to be on book. Uh, like 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 the Encore series that's very yeah. famous in New York. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, they were doing a production of Company. Neil Patrick Harris was going to star in it. And cool. He's perfect for the lead, you know. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, Stephen Colbert was in it, and cool. Patty Lupone. And it was just Love all it was these the people. kind of thing that they could only get this group of people together for one particular performance and one special night. Yeah. And it was going to be a benefit. And they asked me to do it, and I said, "Sure, that sounds great. We're going to be on book. It'll be, you know, uh, I didn't. My character didn't sing a whole lot, so I was like, I, I could sing that amount, you know. Um, well, now were you already a singer at this point? Like I you can had taken, sing, okay? But I, I don't, I don't fancy myself a singer. Like, but, but uh, if you're... there was a part that was only singing, I would not take it. Interesting. <laughs> um, but you're not off key. Like you have an ear. Most, you can, yeah. I okay. can, I, I, yeah, I can stay on key. Uh -huh. uh, That's um, kind of the main thing for musical yes. theater. Uh, and I can I can mean it. I can I can sing sure. it in a way that you understand because the ideas that acting, I'm trying to right. convey. Sure, um, I realize huge. that's bare bones, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the but, necessities. But the funny thing was, uh, I started work the first day with uh, uh, on the. I got a call actually from the director uh, saying, "Okay, we've got a choreography rehearsal on uh, Tuesday," and I said. 
Beg your pardon? Uh, <laughs> there's going to be choreography. Oh boy! And he said, "Oh yeah, there's choreography." And uh, he sat me down. And he said, "This is a, this is a, a full production. We're not. This is not on book. This is not one. We're doing it four times. It's going to be filmed and shown in movie theaters. Uh, it's a full fledged production Ooh. of Company with all those amazing people, and you're in it too." Wow! <laughs> um, and, but the problem was, we only had two weeks to do it. Oh my! Um, Pressure is on. Colbert could barely be there because he was shooting his show. Uh, we wouldn't get Neil Patrick Harris for the first week because he uh, was still shooting How I Met Your Mother. Right. Uh, He's always um, busy. There was a whole bunch of people that were not going to be able to be there much. Uh, so. so it was. But what was fascinating about it was Patty Lupone uh, uh, played the character of Joanne, which is, a, you know, sings, she sings Ladies Who Lunch and okay. Little Things You Do Together and, you know, and. and um, she showed up day one, having already been working for about five months on the, on the music. You wow. Know? <laughs> and I was like, okay. There you go. She came so to play. She's, <laughs> yeah, so she's going to save the show. Um, yes. And she was amazing. <laughs> was uh, she? And it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, if you ever get a chance, it's on video. And, I will. Uh, I'm making a mental note. But yeah. My point I would love being, to see it. She busted her ass. Yeah. And she expects that when you're there, you're not going to screw up. Right. And she's going to expect you're showing up, rehearsing, ready, right. prepared, and that you busted your ass yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, no matter who you are, what you have going on, it's okay, I think, to, if you're, you know, you have other projects, but when you show up, yeah. you need to have been prepared, you know, yeah. have and the script, be memorized. She raises the, the level of everybody because you understand there's that. Yes. Uh, expectation, you know. Yeah, so, I uh, like to be in that environment. People, I, those people amaze me. Yes, um, they it's, are remarkable. It's constructive. It's it's uh, and productive and inspiring. I like when people have to work. Um, I I don't like when people uh, when I ask um, how they got to be where they are and they say luck. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> my heart sinks. <laughs> however, however, uh -huh. understanding. You in know, show business, it, so it's a, it, it is. It's, so a, it's a huge part there, of it. Because there is being in the right place at the right time, exactly. knowing the right people. Yeah, and uh, and and understanding <clears throat> and 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 you know, understanding your appeal, and also being like I lucked out because when I first started, um, uh, Matthew Broderick had just done two amazing roles that were both running at the same time on hmm. Broadway. He had okay. started um, Torch Song Trilogy off Broadway, and then and that had come to Broadway. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he did Brighton Beach Memoirs, um, Neil Simon play that uh, was on Broadway. And he was amazing in both of those parts. Yeah, he's an amazing theater actor. He is. I, well, he's an yeah. actor, period. But yeah. I really enjoy him on stage. On stage, he's amazing. He's terrific. And, he's and, wonderful. But they needed... Uh, he couldn't do all of those shows at once. Sure, <laughs> they right. needed understudies and all that yeah. stuff. And I got a gig uh, as his understudy. Wow! Um, and I also lucked out because you know it was a a a, a period where there was a wave of teen movies, um, and so you know I got more, uh, got a lot more opportunities than some actors. So I so I lucked out on that. I happened to be uh, you know an eighteen year old uh, kid. You know, who, who looked, first of all, I looked like I was 14 when I was 18. Yes. Uh, and uh, at a time when they needed a lot of those uh, kids. So I got a lot of opportunities.
It's so funny because I'm just now noticing the resemblance, like just kind of your overall demeanor with Matthew Broderick. I, I yeah. never really it's it's funny when we that, hang out, we don't seem alike no, yeah. at all. Um, but uh, but uh, I, but you know, but I but when we're when we're apart, people always go. People, I used to get mistaken for him all the time. I now can that see I'm, where you would be his understudy. I yeah. love the hair, by the way. Oh, thank you. I, yes. Thank you. It, I, really, I, it suits you well, and. You have a nice shaped head. Thank like, you. you know, you like, never know. If that's it, what it's right? all about. Like, my wife, my hair had been going. I've been getting these this weird this weird shaped bald spot on my head for the longest time, and I was like, I'm just going to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah when, you wear when, it well. When uh, Two and a Half Men was done, and my, but my wife and I were really scared because we're like, if I have a goofy shaped, you head, never know. Uh, uh, be an end cone. Exactly. You never know. Exactly. So <laughs> the first time that back hair here. went, my wife was like, hey, no, it's okay. It's okay. No, yeah. no, I love it. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, so you're doing musical theater. You're, how old now? You're about 18. Oh, and oh it, yes. Uh, if okay. we go back to, and, to that time. And did you kind of uh, know that you wanted to be an actor because of your parents? Both of your parents are actors. Yes, that was part and, of it. They, okay. they were, they were, I loved the world of the theater. My dad okay. uh, uh, used to do a show called The Fantastics, which was one of the longest running shows off Broadway. And uh, and it was in this tiny little theater, the Sullivan Street Theater, that was, you know, decrepit. And the backstage area was this ridiculous jumble of, you know, just hanging curtains and stuff like that. It's some way Love to it. give people a moment of privacy. But of course, that didn't mean anything. They're actors, so they're walking around in their underwear sure, and nobody cares. Sure, the theater. Yes, exactly. Yeah, changing in um, front of everyone, absolutely. And I remember just loving... <clears throat> Uh, there's a the, uh, Fantastics has a has a, a a couple of characters that are always played by older character actors, and uh, and I and I just it was just so much fun and there was just this great energy and everybody was having a great time and they were profane they were just you know they had filthy mouths even though they were in a professional right but place, the intensity you know, is high uh, the intensity was high they had a show to do everybody was nervous and mm -hmm. and all that uh, energy even as you're describing it I can almost smell it yeah it was it's great. addictive it was it it was it yes. really was and I so I knew even when I was tiny just from being around being backstage that uh, that I wanted to be a part of it. I mean, I remember my my mother uh, and my father were both in a Broadway show called 1776, which was about the drafting of the Declaration of Independence. Mm, and yes. I, 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 not what wouldn't be what somebody would instantly think of as this is what we should write a musical about. But uh, you know, obviously, two of the great all-time musicals, 1776 and Hamilton, you know, it's, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> it's yes. actually a fairly fertile period. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. Um, that you never know, but what draws know. people. You never know and what's now iconic, work. right? But my, but I recall being backstage and my, seeing my dad in, uh, in full, you know, 16th or 17th century, uh, garb and, uh, uh, and all these women in, in big, huge hoop skirts and, you know, and, and just loving that uh, and, and, uh, and wanting to be a part of that. And what, but it wasn't until I was 12 that I started, uh, started like actively like going to classes and doing okay. stuff like that. Now, were your parents supportive? Were they quite Mildly. pleased? Oh, um, interesting. They, okay. They, they wanted me to know that there were other things. They, I had wanted to be an astronaut at first. That's so funny. Um, and, uh, and I was, you know, fantastic. I was good at science. Okay. Um, and so I think my mom always wanted something in that 
area for me. Okay. Um, even though, by the way, being an astronaut is dangerous. Yes, <laughs> right? really. You know, when I think about it, it's like, really, Mom, and, is that... <laughs> a difficult endeavor to achieve as well. Exactly, um, exactly. But, but, they... but that was what I wanted for a long time. Then I realized I just wanted to act like an astronaut. Yes, uh, <laughs> I really get like an astronaut demeanor from yes, you right now. Yes, very imposing, <laughs> yeah. very serious. And, and after acting, you can always... You can always become an astronaut after act. I think sure. post acting, you can do Everything anything. Is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very catch Everything me if you can walk. kind of yes. exactly. <laughs> um, so you had uh, already studied at Royal Academy of Art by the time you started doing musicals. Mm -hmm. So you studied well, first, or Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. Oh yes, dramatic. Uh, yes, and it, you know, it's a big difference because oh, when, you go, when okay. you're in London, <laughs> it's funny because when you're go coming in, I remember going to my dormitory, which was at the London School of Economics uh, in, uh, uh, in you know, central London. Um, and I remember the, the, I was in a British cab, you know, those great black British cabs. And I was going through, through the town uh, as a student there. Was, I was there, I was at, uh, in London for the summer program Fantastic. at the Royal Academy. Fantastic, what a great experience. It was, yeah, it was, I was, you know, I was so excited about it. And I remember just, I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and looking out the window of the, <laughs> of the thing. And you go past the Royal Academy of Music and it's this gorgeous, a uh, uh, huge, beautiful uh, uh, building. And then you go past uh, the Royal Academy of Art and it's just got these gorgeous domes and it's Victorian, this fabulous structure. And, and I was just like, wow, this is so exciting. And then you pull up in front of the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art and it's this little piddly brownstone <laughs> and it's got like these two sad little statues out front. It's like, happy guy, sad guy. <laughs> and, um, it is a Drama. much less uh, imposing uh, situation oh, So there. was that anticlimactic or did you kind of like it? Uh, I mean, this... I, you know, I kind of liked it. It yeah, was because uh, I, mean... I was actually getting scared. I was okay. actually getting you actively... didn't want to get yeah, um, feeling overwhelmed. Or... Exactly. Right. Oh, um, that's I mean, they perfect. Were, they were, the Royal Academy was very serious and they, they took yeah. it very seriously and they, that's... you know, it was uh, a, a great uh, experience and a great education. Um, uh, but uh, I did not, uh, um, I don't know, you know, it, it was, it was great to have an American sort of style of education in theater and a British one okay. because they're like uh, in America, you know, a lot of the the um, it's a lot less about the technicality. It's about uh, it's about listening, you know, uh, 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 being in the moment, uh, you know, making yourself into you know. Um, uh, the, the method is sort of you know immersing yourself in who this person is. In Britain, it was much more about finding outward projections of who you thought that character should be. It was much more about the theatrical, the theatricality of it. At one point, I said, um, you know, I, I was saying, well, yeah, you could do that uh, to this one acting teacher who was, uh, uh, who my favorite thing about him was that he, uh, he smoked like crazy and never flicked his ash anywhere. So he was covered <laughs> yeah. with ashes all through his lap. Something you um, would definitely remember. Yeah. That's funny. And, uh, but at one point I said, uh, well, uh, uh, well, you know, in this, we, we can do it that way, but that's just, it's not realistic. And he said, well, why be stuck with mere reality? <laughs> you know, it's like, and I realized, oh, 
Well, yeah. I mean, if you, you know, if if you can take a chance on stage and do something huge and ridiculous, right. why not? You if know, you're, if you're given that kind of part and that yeah. kind of production, which there are, so there absolutely are. Um, did you have a difficult time making that uh, conversion from theater acting to? Uh, film acting? No, like, partially because I'd had both styles. Okay. You know, I could sort so of, uh, 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 I could sort of, uh, you know, and my very first movie was with uh, was with Robert Altman of yes. all people, uh, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and he would have but, the entire cast watch every night's dailies. So he didn't like go to a room by himself and watch it with the editor. The whole cast came and watched oh, the dailies. That's neat. Which was neat. Um, and you got to see exactly what how you were doing things and how they were coming out on screen. So you were like, oh okay, you know, I could you dial were, that back a little. Yes, and you learn a <laughs> lot can, about uh, yourself. Um, yeah, it was uh, by so, looking at yourself. I, it always blows my mind when people don't watch their performance, or they don't. You know, I get it. Yeah, um, I watch it for quality control um, mm -hmm. because every now and then I'll be, I'd, I'd be like, you know, I'm not sure if if what I did there was too much or, <laughs> or not enough or whatever, and so I'll watch it to see what came across. Um, but I also get being sick of hearing your own voice. I mean, it's it's. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, it's, I get so sick of me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's like listening with to your my, voice on an answering machine. Yes, You're like, oh, that's me? Yes, oh, exactly. But in 3D. It, but you have to get um, used to it, and yeah. that's the only way you're going to be able to perfect anything that you feel like you could take it further, or, like mm -hmm. you said, dial back. You ha It, like, hurts to watch yourself sometimes. Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> hurts to listen to yourself, you yes. know. But, oh, um, gosh. Now, so, wait, you poured some more. Oh, I did. I did. So this is its own pour? grape. This is from Puglia. Okay. And this is um, uh, Via Chinosa. It's, um, Ooh. yes, and yes, it's a, it is. It's a, it's a yeah. fuller bodied grape. And now we're Chinosa. really, we're really crescendoing now. Okay, really? Yes. Okay. Now, now we're at the Royal so Academy of Dramatic Art. <laughs> That's where we started. Now, where is We this started from? with a, uh, it's uh, from Puglia, Italy. Puglia, Italy. Yes. Okay. Okay. And we, you know, we started I'm from. I'm excited about it. Uh, I'd say this is uh, the New York City repertoire. Okay. And now we're at the Royal uh, Academy <laughs> of Dramatic Arts, and we're okay. and from we're there, in, I don't we're know, we're gonna Europe. have to come up with some other schools as we. Okay. Wait. Oh, I gotta do as we get into this. Counterclockwise. Oh yes. Or I don't know. I don't. I've just always done counter. I don't know if someone <laughs> had and taught me that or. It's um, taking flight. You got it. I'm so impressed. That took me so wow. long to I'm master. I'm a gifted performer. You are. It's the, the conservatory. Mm, it smells uh, In between lovely. costume changes yeah. in front of everyone, you would indulge in a fine... <laughs> oh, there was... Fine I, red from Puglia. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's lovely. Did you ever have a moment where you thought you weren't as confident about acting or did you always feel like this is what I'm going to do it's going my way oh, like uh, were you always I kind yeah, of I, no I assured? was always uh, I, I was always very assured there was a time in my in my well geez when was it uh I guess it would be in my mid 30s oh where I uh uh where I did have doubts um, really? I had I had um, obviously, a lot of success when I was very young, when very, I was in my early twenties. But, but a lot of success. I mean, you're and, already well, a star. Well, you know. But I had a, I had uh, like three or four 
uh, films that all tanked in the same year. That had and to be tough. That was very tough. Okay. Um, and and then I did. Uh, I waited till 1989 and did my first television show. Okay. Uh, called the Famous Teddy Z, mm-hmm. and that tanked. Uh, um, and so that that uh, uh, it got all this great critical notices, which were lovely. Uh-huh. Uh, they put it on after Murphy Brown, so we had no yeah. excuse not to excel. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then we tanked, and um, hmm. and I for the next few years, I got a couple of jobs here and there where uh, where I would work for a year on a show, or you know, uh, but I had hit this wall where I became known for doing shows that got canceled fairly Ooh. quickly. Okay. Um, and I spent about three years uh, after the birth of my son and there was no, uh, uh, I, I worked about three weeks in three years, which Terrible uh, was, timing with, you know, exactly. now you have a baby, and, a and, lot more pressure. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, and, and even, and I had been lucky enough to have been successful uh, you know, very early, so money was never an issue. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, money was an issue, and I was uh, not used to that. Yeah. Um, and I started to think, okay, is there anything else I can do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, is there? Wow. I mean, do I have a skill? And I didn't. I hadn't gone to college. I had gotten my first jobs when I was, you know, eighteen years yeah, old. Yeah, you were so. So I think, never. You know. Uh, I I never, and I thought, you know, I guess I could teach acting, but I I don't actually know how I do it. Uh, so I don't know. That's so if different, I could isn't teach it? it? I, um, I I really yeah. I, I applaud the acting coaches. I don't know. I wouldn't have the some patience. Of, some of them it's are amazing. To, some of them are idiots. It's hard. But, to, yeah, <laughs> some of them are really bad, and I've but, I've been to those too. Yeah, you know, um, and um, yeah, where you're exhausted afterwards, and, and you know, and I'm barking like a dog on all fours. I'm like, uh-huh. is this realistic? Is this is what this, I'm going to do in my trailer to prep for a role? Is why it, be they're going to call the cops. <laughs> exactly. There you go. There you go. But, but uh, but yeah, I don't I don't think I would be able to verbalize how my way of mm-hmm. of getting there in the moment to you know to a student. So yeah. So that would yeah. But then so it, I, yeah. I, so so you, I did so have some time was, when I yeah. thought you know what I I don't know if I can keep doing this. Um, and then uh, and you're living in Los Angeles I was or in New Los York. Angeles. Okay. Uh, and and that's kind I, of a tough city to not. It's, yeah. It's, it's also tough just because you know everybody else's success is rubbed in your face. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> at know? this point, you're you're you know hobnobbing, and you I mean you have yeah. relationships with yes. with you know people that whom you've worked. You've worked with some yeah. of the best directors at this point. And it's odd co-actors. to yeah, it's odd to have had a bunch of opportunities and then to see them evaporate i bet um yeah uh, you know it's very uh uh and you know i'm sure it's much worse for people who never have those opportunities yeah. oh, so i'm, I'm not in any way right, saying right. what was they me they had their moment um, and it was just odd it was yeah. it was it was a, a big adjustment for me mm-hmm. um and uh uh you know i i the, i did have a little trick actually um, which was, I started auditioning for things. A lot of the time, when you're that far along in your career, you stop auditioning for things. Yeah. You start saying, your, your, your agent starts saying, you have to just give them this part, because they've, they've proven they can act, I for really crying out loud. I really look forward to that moment. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, dehumanizing at it, times. Yes, it, it is. Yes. It, it, auditioning is very, very hard. It's hard. And, uh, I, but what I decided to do was ignore people telling me I should not audition okay. and just audition for everything, for oh, big parts, for small parts, love it. for everything. This is so um, inspiring. And then if I got anything, I was going to turn it down because 
in Hollywood, the sexiest word you can say is it's no. no. <laughs> and uh, uh. and uh, so there was one year of pilot season where I auditioned for everything, and I did. I auditioned for a lot of things I didn't want. I mean, I wanted a job, so I, in in a, in a pinch, I would have taken them, you know. Um, but but this was. Uh, but really I started, thought out. It this was, was, it was I, I, a, I, my manager and I figured great it plan. out. And, yeah. uh, and I said, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, just, I just want to get out there in front of people and prove I can do this to people, uh, to, with people, <laughs> at people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I started getting offers and I ended up getting offered nine different things that, that pilot season, which was really unusual. Um, and, and finally, uh, I got offered two and a half men and I took that one. And um, which changed your which trajectory changed everything. for, yes, yes quite a forever. bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> forever. Yeah. Forever. I mean. But again, that was luck that was to some a, degree. I could okay. turn down all those things and had nothing at the end of the season and I could have blown yeah, it. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, but, but I had, knew to say had yes the right to this confluence one. of, mm-hmm. of luck and possibility and, uh, and it, and it worked. Did the auditioning help you? Um, and, and it did actually. Okay. Um, auditioning it can be dehumanizing yes. and awful. But the the thing that I learned about that was a, many years ago, a friend of mine and I decided to write and produce our own movie, and so we did that. We raised the money and c- kept it super low budget, and you know, uh, uh, um, you know, t- called in every favor we we had from people we knew and all that stuff. And uh, and I got to hold auditions. And I had so people coming in to that. And to, oh my gosh. To put yourself in the opposite. The learning experience was huge because right. I realized that so many great people came in and uh, they just weren't the right person. You know, and there they was gave, nothing wrong a, with them. Yeah, there was they were wrong good with actors. Them. They had a good look, and, they, and nice people, voice, but yeah. they just. And, and some people like uh, like Sam Rockwell came in an audition. Oh, and wow. he's Sam Rockwell. He's yeah, amazing. Yeah. And he was not the right guy. Wow. So I was like, you know what? I love Sam Rockwell, but he's not the right guy for this. Um, oh, this and, is great. Uh, uh, and it was like, oh, my gosh. I'm going to get the stuff I'm right for. I just have to go out and be there and not be freak there. out about it. Right. Uh, and not blow and my not audition. And not obsess and not feel badly if you don't get it. Yeah. And, and by the way, people came in and blew it. And we gave them a second chance if we thought there there was still a kernel of what uh, was what was right about uh, them. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, people are willing to forgive a lot yeah. um, uh, if they see if you've got something along the lines of what they're looking for, they're willing to 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 find a way to make it work. So that's really uh, good to know. Again, I, that, I yeah. So that it, was a good experience for you to understand. Really, for me. now was this the went to Coney Island on a mission yes, from God? It was. Be back in five. Be back by five. Yes, that <laughs> was an actual note I left for a, fl- a friend of mine, and that's and it inspired oh, the really? thing. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I actually left it for uh, a friend of mine out of nowhere in the middle of winter. Said, "Hey, let's go to Coney Island," and I was like, "I don't. I think it's closed." Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, he said, "No, no, let's go." And it was just kind of an adventure for an adventure's sake. And I left that note for my girlfriend saying, went to Coney Island on a mission from God, be back by five. I love uh, it. And, uh, and so I ended up making a movie about that experience. That's um, a great story. And, uh, uh, and it turns out, by the way, Coney Island is closed during the winter, uh, just so you know. <laughs> I um, love Coney Island. So you, um, that in between that break, because you became, you must have become, like even as I'm speaking to you, I hear in the back of my mind, if you leave, leave. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because wow. as you know, it was my age. Like mm-hmm. we, you, know, you must have a ton of women, you know, like middle-aged women. They're like, Ducky, 
there, there is a yes. There is still a, a substantial fan base for Ducky. I, I will always, um, always see Ducky. Um, yeah, that's okay. So that, <laughs> I love Ducky. I love playing I Ducky. Loved, I am. Not, I loved the movie. I loved yeah. the character. Um, so you, after at that film, it must have been a little life changing, somewhat. Walking down the street, oh, yes. going to restaurants. It was. That was oh, yes. that was your moment. Uh, that was that, your breakout role. Yeah, that was a, a, a I I uh, I then this is embarrassing to admit, but I, when the the night that it premiered in New York, I had to go to Lowe's Astro Plaza where I saw Star Wars and see Pretty in Pink, <laughs> uh, and I had to sit through it and watch till the, the till the scene in the in the uh, record store where I did the big dance, you know, and I uh, uh, and it, yeah, it was definitely uh, a a shocking changed for me because I had never been like a nightclubber or, uh-huh. uh, you know, the, 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 the New York light nightlife for me was just where you would go after you did a performance of a show. You would go to a bar nearby and hang out with your friends. The that was it. party. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, but all of a sudden I could get into clubs oh, and do all cool that guy. stuff. Um, right. Although very few people ever offered me drugs, which made me mad well, on some level. Well, that's no fun. Because exactly. It's like, what, uh, what do I, uh, and it's I think 80s, I just man. like super, yeah, I know. You missed that whole Coke and champagne thing. thing? I never got offered Coke, oh, ever. Uh, we were actually, I wrote a book a, a couple of years ago called So That Happened, but the original title was <laughs> No Coke for Ducky. Um, <laughs> which, I would have bought uh, it. I know. I know. Uh, and then I would have offered you some because oh, I lived in Miami you. for 12 years. Oh, so my gosh. It was oh gosh. everywhere. So just a wash. People in it. Like offered you Coke like they offered you a cigarette. Yes. It was crazy. Which is it was just, just everywhere. It's just polite. It was polite. Uh, um, so they were very impolite people that were not taking care of ducky no, that's funny I never never but, got offered cocaine well, and um again <laughs> probably I, I, why you're was, so successful <laughs> perhaps perhaps but um at any rate but, no, it was, but so now you're it was a lifestyle change it, it was and and i did like that suddenly i was considered attractive which was really pleasant um, now did you what did it kind of make you a little hesitant though um, you know when it came to dating and um, yeah, were you like bit. okay you just like me because hey, um, I'm but only a, a star little, only a little I'll, okay you, know, uh, uh, that you were willing I to forgive I was willing to forgive <laughs> yes you like me just for the famous <laughs> but, person but you're really hot That's fine. so let's I'll just move it. forward yeah. with this <laughs> <laughs> let's give this a try maybe it'll work you never know um, but, uh, but I, but I was always kind of a monogamous guy anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, you know, things that, that should have just been one night stands, I would extend to oh. an excruciating nine or 10 months. And he's a good um, guy too. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that that was so good. But once you started doing two and a half men, now people are knowing you as Alan Harper mm-hmm. and now you're, um, that took a little while actually. Oh, did it? It took like a year before oh. the show got any kind of, uh, before it's, it, it was weird. It was uh, in the second season. It was like somebody flipped a switch, and I was a member of the Beatles. I, you know, uh, second uh, season. It, yeah, took a took a, a whole year before uh, that sort of sank in. It was weird. I, you know, well, whatever. maybe television. Maybe that's just the way it is now. It takes a, a minute for people to get caught up mm. um, because initially we didn't have the streaming and the Netflix no. and the you know. So now no. people have to do it the organic way mm-hmm. and wait for their favorite night of the week to see yes. you know, so, yeah so that's probably why yeah now, maybe. now people binge in one night and you're famous you know mm-hmm. in three days yes um, it's, a, it's a different world it's a different um, world and then and that's where uh the emmys came in and that's where like did did you already have 
that that was your first Emmy, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, yeah. I, I had never. Uh, uh, I remember. I remember. Peter Roth, the head of Warner Brothers, calling me the night before they announced the nominations one one year and saying, "Hey, man, good luck." We, we, you know, and it had never occurred to me that I would get nominated for an Emmy, and that he, that the head of the studio was calling me to sort of preemptively congratulate me <laughs> was very odd. Uh, oh. First of all, I was, I, was, I was thrilled that he thought enough of my work to think that that was even possible. Mm -hmm. um, but then the well, next sure. day, I was like. How did, he, did, how did he know? I don't, I don't know how that happened. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, that just get really getting nominated is like getting invited to the party, oh, you know, yeah. and you just uh, suddenly you go, I got invited to that party, yeah. that party of those. Because I loved TV as a kid. I loved okay. Carol Burnett and Mary Tyler Moore okay. and, and, you know, uh, uh, uh uh, you know all the, the SNL comedians, and okay. I, you know, and I okay. was just—I loved TV. Yeah. And to be a part of it, uh, and to be asked to something like that was, you know, a thrill that I I, I could never uh, have imagined. And uh, and then it just got to be like the, and then uh, the surreal I, just aspect. Many. I, I mean, uh, my friend Jeff Greenstein said yes, to me yes. uh, that I, he, uh, after after like the seventh nomination, he said. Oh, you, you've become a him again. Because <laughs> like, people get bored, you know? Yeah, it's like you got to shake so, it up and have new people that you're uh, uh, congratulating every year. Um, and then you can't just be, you can't just keep giving it to Alice and Janney. Um, <laughs> we never tire of Allison, no, but yes, I never tire yes. Of Alice but, uh, and Janney. She's how awesome. many times can she be nominated uh, and win? <laughs> Allison, you're boring, everybody. Stop boring but, everybody with your brilliance. But then you won. I was but so then, happy. Yeah. I cried. What? I did. You cried. You didn't I even did. know me. I well, Sarah? I felt like I did. I'm one of those weird people that you know. I'm one of those those stalker fans. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're ducky. Well, you, when you won, I'm like, if you leave, <laughs> they should have played that as I walked on the stage. Instead, they played men, 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 men. Um, so what was that like? You don't believe it's you. You don't believe you. You see that the you can hear that the words came out of their mouth. Okay. And for a second, you're like, did I hear it wrong? <laughs> um, is there somebody else with a name that's close? Um, this is which great. has happened. Uh, well, uh, look at the debacle know. from uh, last year with the, yeah. with, oh uh, yeah, yes, stuff no. shit, shit happens. Awful things happen, um, jeez. And I, uh, but, but, but that, yeah, that first night, uh, uh, it was weird. They had seated my wife sort of way off to the side. Oh. And so I thought, <laughs> I thought, uh, but most years that I had been there, they had parked cameras in front of me because I really do enjoy the show. And so they would, they kept cutting to me for reactions because I'm always like, ha ha, oh, <laughs> big old face. With a big um, mouth open. <laughs> but it's because I do enjoy the show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they, uh, they had seated uh, Christian Chenoweth next to me. Oh, love her. And she was a, a big dark oh. horse candidate. I think it was for Pushing Daisies that year. I'm a, a very and, big fan. And she's wonderful. Of her work. She's so and, teeny tiny. <laughs> and she won. And for some reason, when she won and she was sitting right next to me, I said, I have a shot. <laughs> and, uh, she was sitting, sitting right, right next, next to you to and your wife won. way off to the side. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, my wife was on the side of me. Um, but, uh, yeah, wow. uh, but uh, you know. They know so, how to seat people yeah. And, yeah, because yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah. they need to do that. So calculated. you hear it. 
Yeah. And your mind is processing and going, mm -hmm. wait, did they, did they actually say this? Is this going to be an incredibly embarrassing moment for me? When I, if, if I stand up, is this going to be something that everybody's talking about? Oh, he stood up when he didn't really win. You know? <laughs> um, you you envision this moment. Exactly. You know, you, you practice. Just, you, 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 you know, and, and everything sort of goes into slow motion. And my wife was like, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, you you won't be able on, to hear that yeah, in yeah. the podcast, but it's so. No, we, we love that word. Uh, <laughs> and, we, we, we welcome the F bomb. Okay. Yeah, you say fuck, shit, ass, okay, whatever you want to say. Awesome. <laughs> um, but so did they capture her saying that? Yeah, uh, no, I don't. I, no, she started would be crying great. very quickly. Sure. And, um, but she, but, but we were, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, and then uh, uh, when, as you're walking up, you, you're, you're petrified that your applause will fade before you actually <laughs> get up there. Um, but thankfully and I was in the front row. And then there's that awkward moment. So, right? Yes. And then there was that awkward moment. And I had, I had pitched, a, a, an opening line to my wife a few days before and she had not, you know, I, I said, oh, I, you know, I got I, I got something if I, if I, uh, you know, if I win, cause I'd done it. And no, no, you know, it was, I had pitched something. I had pitched an opening line to my wife years before, um, uh, which was, I was going to say, uh, uh, I used to think uh, 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 awards were just, uh, you know, uh, meaningless tokens of, of moment, uh, momentary uh, popularity. But now <laughs> I realize that the only measure of a person's uh, true worth is a human being. Uh, and, That's um, great. Uh, uh, and, but I had pitched that to her like a year or two years before. Um, oh. and she was like, nah, I don't think that's going to work. work. <laughs> and so I'm walking up going, wait, what was the line? Oh. What was I going to So you really did not, you no. did not think you were going to no, win. I did not you had think been nominated so many times. And, yes. I, I, and I, so you just, at that point you weren't even prepping for that no, moment. No. I love that, John. That is really so, cool. Um, but, uh, and then uh, it ended up being a great speech. Being a lovely, yeah, and and also the rest of the speech was was uh, by mistake, you know. I I, I thanked uh, my agents who got me the job, uh -huh. uh, and then I thanked my new agents. The agent. Uh, so you like, agent, you thanked the agent laughed. you had fired. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and everybody in the audience just rolled, you know, rolled into laughter because it was like, yep, <laughs> he's got new agents. Uh, oh. <laughs> So, but my point being, well, um, um, it's an out-of-body experience. And, and it was so, so, so deserved. So well-deserved. Well so kind of you um, say. Huge fan of uh, of all of your work, but that that particular character. I oh, mean, thank you. you. Oh, it, he was fun. Yeah. He was fun because he was, uh, uh, they, <clears throat> the writers really found a great sort of sweet spot in terms of, you know, somebody who was, who was, you know, always, tried to carry himself with some dignity, but it was also really, really kind of spineless and, uh, you know, was, uh, you know, a little bit effeminate, but, uh, uh, but really wanted to be with women. And, you know, he's a guy who's really full of contradictions. Yeah. Um, and, uh, which made uh, it funny, which made it fun. Yeah. It was and, the opposite. And, and they just kept, they, they, they just kept throwing stuff at me. Uh, uh, you know, uh, that they were like, okay, this week, you know, like, uh, 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 they, I remember like the third season, they said, you're going to have a nervous breakdown. I was like, okay, wow, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown, you know, and then in the, like the fifth season, they're like, you're going to wonder if you're gay now. So you're going to try and date a guy. It's like, okay, <laughs> sure. Let's, you just have to roll with it, right? I roll and, with it. Yeah. Um, 
uh, and it was great. It was, you know, it, it was a, a uh, uh, it was an ideal experience up until it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and a little uh, bit of drama on the show. A little bit. Yeah. A little, little bit. Um, and then it was, you know, a a fascinating peek into what it's like to be in the middle of an uh, of one of the very first internet shit storms mm. that ever occurred. And did you just uh, have to just kind of watch, right? You just had yeah, to stay quiet and stay to, focused yeah, on the job at hand. It wasn't my, I, 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 I couldn't fix the guy, you know, yeah. and I, I liked him personally. Well, so you were friends. But I realized that there was a huge amount of his life that I didn't know about. Yeah. Um, uh, I. So you were surprised that like you were. Yeah. Oh, oh I was surprised. Cause oh, when, really? I, okay. when we started the show together, he was sober. Oh, okay. uh, he'd been two years sober, and okay. he was very proud of how sober he was. Yeah. And he was with Denise, yeah. and she was just this kids. total upright Midwestern girl, you know. Uh, and uh, and they were having kids, and uh, and the show was a hit. And but you know, he's one of those people who, when things get great, he's got to blow it up, mm. you know. Uh, and and he did, uh, wow. and uh, in, in spectacular fashion. Yes, he did. He really um, winning. Yes. I mean, I remember the hashtags and the yes. whole, it was and really. What's amazing is it's it's like a very dim memory now, but it was nuts it was for a while. crazy. And people were, you know, that hashtag is famous. Yes. From, still, you know, he said, yeah, they yeah. still do it. Yeah. And um, uh, so that had to be, was it a very, a uh, lot of friction on set at that no. time? Or what? No. Okay. That was a crazy thing. There was none. There that was none. Crazy. That That's is... why the explosion was so bizarre. Okay, um, was because we had a great working relationship. Every now and then, Charlie would bellyache a little bit about you know like a line here, a line there that he didn't like. But he was Charlie Sheen. He was yeah. He could have at any and 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 occasionally did say, you know what, I don't love that line. And the writers would have eight new ones wow. for him. You know, They're this wasn't a matter. It wasn't a matter of. A, a, a things being imposed on him. Okay. Um, he could ch ask for changes anytime. He huh. wouldn't. Um, it was really strange. Yeah. And then when when the explosions started happening, when he started, you know, uh, uh, the big explosion was he wanted to keep shooting the show and expected to keep shooting the show. And our producer, Chuck Laurie, wanted him to stay in rehab. And mm. he needed the money of shooting the show. So uh, he exploded at uh, Chuck and he and Chuck were friends. Yeah. They, you know, they uh, must have um, been, they had been working together. They had been working for together for years, very successfully. Yeah. And been, very uh, successfully. Know, um, the show is iconic at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, you know, and, and Chuck was just blindsided at the time. And, I, you know, and so it was very, it was surreal because I was, because, you know, I would, People sort of imagined a backstory of that we were that there was all kinds of fighting and friction on the set, and oh, there was all this friction between Chuck, and it just exploded. No, <laughs> wow! <laughs> you know? And you noticed so this was just that, online, pretty much only, and everybody would talk about you know uh, uh, there was uh, there was all this thing of the feud between Chuck Laurie and and Charlie Sheen. There was no feud from Chuck's side. There was there was Charlie Sheen lashing out at Chuck for ages, and and Chuck doing nothing. I mean, if you recall. Chuck never said a word. Really? <laughs> you know. And it's not that um, it's not like Charlie Sheen needed the publicity. 
No. You know, it, it wasn't like a stunt, you know. No, there it was, was, it was, this was just off the cuff. He wanted to keep shooting, and Chuck moments. said, you're still a mess. And okay. he was. Mm. Uh, and uh, so, you know, it, it, the lashing out got worse, and finally, you know, Charlie got himself fired, mm. you know. Uh, and yeah. that was a stunner because I never yeah. in a million years expected they would they would fire him. I, I, I just figured they'll can't just cancel the show. Uh, uh, you know, I, I figured they would cancel the show before they would fire him. Now, um, when they did not cancel the show, no. they moved forward. Char Again, um, with the shocks. Right, shocks. <laughs> and you're just, yeah, exactly. You're like, okay, I had a nervous breakdown. I'm gay. And now, now I got a new... <laughs> uh, yes. I, I <laughs> now Charlie's being replaced. Yeah, Ashton yeah. Kutcher. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, was that a difficult transition? It was difficult only in that the writers had to figure out how to make the show work in a new way. That was difficult. Working with Ashton was a blast. Um, and it was interesting because as much as I loved working with Charlie, and I did, he was, he was a really lovely guy to work with. Even, when, even in the years when he started uh, using again and, and he was still on the set, mm. a, a, a genial, wow. nice guy who could pretty much perform at the level he had originally started at pretty much there was That's a couple impressive. of times i know it is impressive. there are some functioning alcoholics or functioning Who, yeah. you know whatever their vice he, may be he can show it yeah he, he, he can function i and mean look at the lawyers yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so uh at any rate he, it, uh but but it was interesting once ashton started working there the there was just this collective exhale mm. because we had all oh gotten used to this level of tension of yeah. is charlie gonna be here today is there uh, gonna be some crazy headline about him today mm. is there some weirdness that we're gonna have to deal with um that we just didn't have yeah. with ashton yeah uh, and uh and everybody just sort of now took, it's really cohesive yeah it took a couple of weeks for Zen. everybody to sort of look at each other and go oh yeah this is the new normal. This is, this is, you know, we can just relax and make a TV show and have some fun wow. here. Wow, yeah. Which was nice, which was really nice. And uh, It's funny that that had not been your norm before, no. and so you just got used to it. And no, I mean, it so. was, yeah, it, we, it, it was a slow slide. I mean, the first mm. few years were fine, and that, that norm was absolutely there. Um, but uh, uh, but okay. obviously when, just, it, yeah, when as, it got weird, it got, right, it got weird. Right, because the craze happened. Yeah. Um, well, you seem to, I mean, I'm really impressed that you were able to just kind of keep your, um, not only your composure, but your work level as well. I mean, you had to really make a lot of um, instantaneous changes. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, did you ever, I'm wondering, you know, as, um, as an actor, do you, is still at this level that you're working, do you have, do you ever have private coaching do you ever have a where you're ch you're feeling challenged and maybe you need someone to come in or do you are you just so secure in your way of working? I uh, uh, I bring in uh, uh, coaches for specific things. Like okay, if I have cool. to do an accent or I have okay. to have a specific skill. Okay. I try to bring in somebody. Okay, so that's to work so a dialect them. or yeah, yeah, if you need um, to become a sharpshooter or <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Well, every you now and then know. though, like uh, like uh, NCIS asked me to be on uh, as a surgeon. And the whole opportunity came up so fast that literally I had to train as a heart surgeon for about mm, 45 minutes. That is so cool. <laughs> that, yeah, and that is so cool. I love that show, by the way. I love that show, too. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I was so excited to do it. Because um, uh, it's never been a cool show to like. 
you know, uh, but it actually is a terrific show and it has always been. Um, so many of my friends have been on it because they have so many guest stars. They do, for, exactly. Oh my God. And I was always I, saying, I yeah. want to be on the show. I, just, yeah. I can be a dead body. I can be a this. <laughs> I just want to uh, be on. <laughs> I just want to be on the show. And they gave me this great part. So I was going to save Gibbs's life, you know, oh, and I had this yeah. I had monologues while I'm doing wow. heart surgery. I was like, seriously, you want, you, so I have to like convincingly look like I'm a heart surgeon while remembering all this shit. Um, and, uh, uh, so, Stop and I spent a, a, you know, I spent 45 minutes with, uh, with a, okay. a heart surgeon and, uh, and the heart surgeon, you know, we, we, we did our best. Um, but, but, it, and, and it they was... gave me an arc on the show, which was so much fun. And I, I, I you know, I, I so you, do you like doing those, those kind of roles sometimes? Do you like, sometimes, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was fun. I don't I, I, I wouldn't want to just do a drama because I mean, one thing that's nice about NCIS is they have humor. Uh, and uh, but I yeah, like do. I couldn't I couldn't do a police procedural or something like that. OK, because I would I would go nuts from first of all, being exposition person, you know, you all those shows are just all about laying all that pipe. You know, yeah. and uh, and that just that would be daunting after years. I mean, when you think about like Mariska Hargitay, oh. like that woman it, deserves the content is every... just so dark. And no, exactly, she and deserves every dollar she gets. Exhausting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are certain roles, uh, yeah. characters, um, that where they cry the entire for the like the duration, and yes, yeah. they deserve. Um, God bless them. Yeah, God bless them, and they deserve a lot of pay. Yes. Because that's exhausting. I, will not, that's, I yes. begrudge her not one dollar um, of her. Oh, I'm okay. so curious about the comedic timing that you had to transition into. In terms of the, of, of the timing, mm -hmm. uh, uh, for me, uh, one thing I was sort of blessed with is uh, I, I've always had uh, very weird speech patterns. I, 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 I stutter. <laughs> um, and... Comedically, that kind of helps because yeah. it always puts a weird little hiccup in the timing of things. Okay. So, I, so for, so when I'm performing, very often comedy writers will be grateful because a line that didn't necessarily have a comedic spin to it yeah. suddenly does because of the fact that I can't speak particularly clearly. Oh. Um, so I lucked out uh, in that wow, respect. that just um, worked out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I... Because I just, I really applaud your timing. I was just, I'm a huge fan of that on the show. Well, and thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's, it, that's your thing. Again, the writers it's, were uh, uh, that helps. fantastic on that show. And they like would like, uh, like there was this one scene where I'm, I'm, uh, uh, confronting Charlie about why he, uh, 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 you know, why he did something that was completely unnecessary. And I would say, why, Charlie? Why? And because my mom used to say, why? Uh, <laughs> and why? That's they, once they, they uh, uh, realized that that was how, uh, that Alan had, has, would say his WHs, with uh, they, they would say have me say cheese wheel <laughs> and you know uh, they, they just went nuts with it uh, was... and, uh, and it was great because it was you know they, they were noticing very subtle your things, idiosyncrasy right uh, and using them uh, and personalizing effects yeah uh, oh. and that's one of the luxuries of having a show that runs a little while right yeah the writers get used Getting to, to know you, you right and who you are and what what oh, works oh that's that's flattering i'm sure 
What are you working on now? Good. Now I'm uh, I'm producing stuff. I'm I'm uh, uh, I, I'm at the Warner Brothers lot, and I'm uh, mm. you know trying to get projects to to be their most perfect selves. <laughs> yes. You know, you just try it's a to, lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So I'm doing that. Uh, you know, and I'm I, I'm looking for projects to do as an actor. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I've been kind of spoiled, so yeah, I kind of want to wait picky. for something great. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I don't have to do something. You know, so, right off um, in the sunset with your great wines. Yeah, your foodie wife. <laughs> yes, exactly. My cheeses do and some, my wines some fun and my fine podcasts hams. about wine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, um, and, I, and I do the Undisclosed podcast, which is incredibly yes. satisfying to yeah, be part of. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, um, Undisclosed podcast. So where can our listeners? They is that on iTunes, iTunes and uh, Audio Boom? Okay. Uh, undisclosed. Undisclosed. It's about uh, wrongful convictions. Okay. So it's a, a, a it's a, like a bit of a mystery because you always wonder how these uh, how these people. Uh, got caught up in these horrible situations, and uh, and in fact, it, you know, we we could have gotten it wrong. They may be guilty. You know, that's part of oh, the, the thing is that we're the investigating these, these cases. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, you know, it's that's been a, an amazing experience. Well, I'm and I'm gonna tune in for sure. Well, thank that sounds you. fascinating. I hope, you, hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Yes, if you like cereal, you know, it's it's yeah, it, it, I do. It, it was an outgrowth of that and okay. the Adnan Syed case, and they, yeah. they went much deeper into it than cereal did. Uh, and it's oh, I'm all into the more it. fascinating. Well, great. Well, thank you so much thank for being you. on the show. Oh, it was it my really pleasure. been a great deal. It was a blast. Oh, good, good for me too. You're for wonderful. Well. Thank you. Sarah. Yeah, thank You're you, John. As well, and, and, and best of luck. Okay, thank you so much. Thank Until you. the next. I know. I know. Lines. We had the so you had a super Tuscan. <laughs> okay, we'll um, have to have and, a second half of the podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> talking more about the wines, and now you're uh, we're on the Melbeck from Argentina. Yes, so, which, cheers. Uh, yes, cheers. Thanks. Thank you. So much. Guzzle, guzzle, guzzle. We have a driver for him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Thank goodness. Thanks for listening to Drinking During Business Hours. Please visit sarahjhalstead.com for information on my upcoming comedy shows. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Sarah J. Halstead. Drinking During Business Hours is produced by Jason Sands. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes or wherever you may listen to your podcast. Sante.